Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Arty Era podcast, the only place where we decipher and dictate those Lords of Paint archives, as it's once again time to dip a toe into those disgustingly filthy, horrid, disgusting, <laughs> dirt sheets of professional wrestling between Backlash and Judgment Day 2005. Romeo Roselli of the Heartthrobs isn't the most popular figure backstage right now, with heat on him as many believe he is developing a big ego. Uh, Roselli recently attempted to get more money out of an independent promotion with less than 24 hours before the show was scheduled to go ahead. Several sources state that Roselli requested more money as he had been booked for months and was a TV star now. Uh, there's a laughable suggestion that Roselli did this because of advice from his parents. Uh, there's also complaints voiced that he might get injured before the night of the pay-per-view debut. And while that was a valid claim, many wrestlers took that as an insult considering he would be working with veterans such as Mick Foley and Jerry Lawler. To make matters even worse, Jonathan Coachman, he worked the show even though he was ill. And there's a running joke backstage that Roselli is lucky that he's not on SmackDown uh, where he would have to deal with the likes of Undertaker and JBL. Uh, but there's also a suggestion that Regal and Tajiri, they may have worked stiff with the heartthrobs on Sunday Night Heat uh, and they sent a bit of a message for Roselli to end up leaving with a black eye. Thursday, May the 5th, WWE has signed Gangrel to a contract. However, he has been down in Hawaii Valley Wrestling training for his WWE comeback. There is no word on when we'll see Gangrel, but there is thought that he's injured currently, so that's the reason why he's not appeared on TV yet. Also training at OVW is Stephen Richards, who of course suffered a broken nose in the match with the, the Masterpiece, uh, who debuted on Raw and smashed up Stephen, who needs to be fit because ECW is coming soon. Speaking of ECW, uh, Friday, May the 6th, big news on the ECW pay-per-view front. And apparently the ticket prices are a bit fucking hefty. Um, we have tickets set to go on sale next Saturday. WWE officially released details for those interested in attending the upcoming ECW pay-per-view at the Hammerstein Ballroom. Um, WWE.com on their update. The first ECW show in over four years. The most insane, the most intense, the most extreme form of sports entertainment for one night only. Uh, be there for this historic pay-per-view event. Ticket prices are $400 for ringside and $200 slash $150 for a seat of lesser quality. I don't know, me and Mike paid like a gazillion to go to the Clash, so I could probably pay it. Sunday, May the 8th, it has been announced uh, that by Ring of Honor that Matt fucking Hardy will be making his first wrestling appearance with the company at the July the 16th show in New Haven. Um, he had been previously scheduled for appearances with other promotions, but Ring of Honor billed this as his first WWE match on in the indie circuit. As of release, no opponent has yet been announced for Matt Hardy's wrestling comeback. Monday, May the 9th, Wrestling Observer Newsletter, they broke a rumour Sunday and they put forth the claim that TNA agreed to allow its talent to work WWE's ECW One Night Stand pay-per-view. Um, it had previously been believed that TNA would prevent its talents from working the show, but according to Joey Styles, uh, one of the original impediments of such a scenario playing out was the belief that TNA had asked for special considerations, including rights to WWE licences such as Billy Gunn and the New Age Outlaws, and promoting TNA during the pay-per-view. Um, if this rumour is true, it's not known whether whether or not WWE agree to such terms, I can guarantee that's Vince. Nope. <laughs> Absolutely not. Also on Monday, May the 9th, Matt Hardy said that he was going to propose to Lita um, 
And if all this had not happened. Um, apparently, um, Mike Moneyham's Lords of Pain column on May the 8th features an interview with Matt Hardy, in which he's revealed that prior to discovering that Amy Lita Dumar cheated on him, uh, Matt was planning to propose to Amy on Valentine's Day, and he was renovating his backyard in, in preparation for starting a family. Oh, he built a slide. <laughs> Matt also admits to threatening Adam Edge Copeland over the phone and says that Amy's relationship with Adam appears to be unsteady and he didn't rule out reuniting with her. Glutton punishment. Have a word with you, send Matt. Have a word. Also on May the 9th, the following was posted on Sean Davari's website. Obviously, that's the manager of Mohammed Hassan. Um, he said that Mania was awesome. You should know what happened by now. I've become an active wrestler in the WWE roster, it seems. I hope I haven't disappointed anyone, but I'm going to tell you a quick horror story about myself in Europe. Uh, Chris Benoit and Rob Conway warm up before the matches by doing freestanding Hindu squats. They usually do about 500 apiece. It took them some time to build up to that many. The average person can do 20 before cramping up. Someone in decent shape can do 75 to 100. I want to give it a try. So I went for it and I did around 400. The last 75 were total crap with me using every ounce of my existence to get back up. So I'll say 325. The next day, I couldn't even walk. I was so sore and tense in my legs that I couldn't bend my knees past 45 degrees. And as the day went on, my range of motion got less and less. Uh, two days later, uh, Monday Night Raw, I couldn't even bend my legs at all. Don't ask, don't ask me how, because I don't know. But adrenaline's crazy, and end up working a tag match which you saw on TV. I hobbled back to the locker room, took a piss, and to my amazement, it was red. That's because you're on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> The next day, I was in even more pain and sick as hell. I puked about five times. I was managing Mohammed and got through another day. Came back to the locker room and my pee was blackish brown like Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Gave a sample to the doctor and he ran some tests on it and got back to me. The next day, it turns out the red, then eventually black, was the actual muscle fibre in my legs. Uh, they had been broken down so much, they travelled into my bloodstream, got into my kidneys and ended up pissing them out. That's why I was so sick. Now I feel better after a couple of days, just my legs are really sore. And that was my first trip to Europe. <laughs> Ring of Honor, major update, Matt Hardy's first opponent revealed. Uh, Ring of Honor, they put together quite a match for Matt Hardy's debut on the 16th of July with the promotion, announcing that former WWE superstar will be taking on Christopher Daniels. Uh, Daniels' return to Ring of Honor has been longly anticipated, but never officially announced until right now. Moving on, Tuesday, May the 10th. Jim Cornette has taken temporary leave of his full-time duties for WWE's lead development territory. Uh, Tommy Dreamer is going to take over OVW for the next four to five weeks. Uh, there's heat on Jim Cornette at the moment, with one superstar describing the situation as Cornette being Cornette. Cornette screwed Cornette. But then the following day, we got an update of the real reason why WWE suspends Jim Cornette. It has been reported that Tommy Dreamer informed OVW's roster that Jim Cornette will be taking four to five weeks vacation, uh, leaving Dreamer, Lance Storm, Al Snow and Danny Davis in charge. Word has it that WWE superiors made the decision to suspend Cornette for six weeks after getting word of several backstage outbursts. One in particular saw Cornette verbally tear Kevin Fertig apart for wearing a hat in a dark match. Um, everyone at Raw was under the impression that Cornette was to be disciplined and it seems like the punishment for that has been revealed. Moving on, Wednesday 11th for May, uh, former WWE superstar Rico retires from pro wrestling. Uh, Rico Constantino has decided to retire. Um, who was, he was released by WWE midway through 2004 and decided to pursue a career in law, law enforcement, which was his profession before he decided to pursue wrestling full-time many years ago. Uh, the decision to retire came after Rico was paid less than he was expected to get for a 17-day run with All Japan Pro Wrestling. For me, Rico, legend. It's a shame he never came back. Top brass. Congratulations, Rico, on becoming a pig again.
Moving on, Monday, May the 16th, uh, WWE.com, they've released specifics on the draft lottery following Vince's announcement on Raw. As Vince announced, the draft will span from June the 6th to June the 30th, with general managers able to make trades in between the two dates. A total of five draft picks will be made over the course of the month. Um, on the 6th of June, the 13th of June, the 20th of June, Raw will get to draft one wrestler from SmackDown. On the 9th, 16th and 23rd episodes of SmackDown, will get to draft one wrestler from Raw. And then on the 27th of June and 30th of June, both Raw and SmackDown will be entitled to two draft picks each, bringing the total up to five per roster. Uh, WWE also noted that everyone is eligible for the draft, including champions, divas, general managers and announcers. Tuesday, May the 17th, um, at the end of Monday's Raw, WWE featured a rather intense makeout scene between Edge and Lita. Additionally, the commentary by JR almost seemed like tongue-in-cheek shot at a real-life situation with Hardy. Um, Backstage surprised absolutely nobody, uh, but Matt Hardy responded on the matthardy.com to the scene. I don't know about you guys, but in my opinion, the ending of Raw was tasteless and deplorable. It's literally sickening to see a real-life tragedy exploited as a wrestling angle. Also on Tuesday, a major name leaves WWE. Um, in an announcement on his official website, Lance Storm confirmed that he has given his notice to WWE and he will depart the company at the expiration of his contract, which comes this July. Last week, I gave my notice to WWE and will be parting ways at the end of my current contract. The office and I are parting on great terms and will continue to keep in touch as we are both open to the possibility of working again in the future. I can't thank WWE enough for everything it has afforded me over the past four years. Uh, Storm noted that his last anticipated WWE booking is the ECW pay-per-view, which is a fucking storming match as with Jericho, by the way. Um, after that, he plans to open a wrestling school in Calgary. WWE sources, they're reporting that Amy Lita Dumar is not entirely comfortable with her new angle involving the man she had an off-screen affair with. Uh, although Dumar is hesitant, she does understand that if she rejected the angle, it could be detrimental in her long-term career. It's common knowledge that the company doesn't like talent rejecting storylines for personal reasons if there is money to be made. Tuesday 17th of May, Jeff Hardy has been suspended by TNA and so thus won't be appearing in at least the next three episodes of TNA Impact. He's also been sent home until further notice. These are disciplinary actions designed to punish him for his irresponsibility in no-showing the Hard Justice pay-per-view as he missed several flights out of North Carolina to Orlando on Sunday. Uh, Hardy did eventually arrive but came so late that TNA had to substitute Sean Waltman in his match against Raven. Saturday, May the 21st, the expectation was that John Cena versus JBL would be a bloodbath to sell the I quit stipulation at Judgment Day and to compensate for the lack of in-ring ability. There definitely appears to be more upside to a John Cena victory with Angle, Guerrero and Christian as potential opponents going forward, although that is not totally confirmed. Also at Judgment Day, both Guerrero and Mysterio are said to be fully devoted to making sure their Judgment Day match is an improvement from their decent, a bit... A very disappointing WrestleMania outing. And Carlito versus Big Show is expected to be a heavily comedic affair. Sunday, May the 22nd. In promotion for their match at WWE's Judgment Day, Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio utilised their websites to create a mini-war. 2022 with Twitter. I'm not quite sure what would happen now, but if one goes to www.reymysterio.com, it'll view a large splash image that says, just when you thought Rey Mysterio is back, you're wrong. Judgment Day is here, Ray Ray. The splash then takes fans to Eddie Guerrero's edix.com website. It's no secret that Guerrero and Mysterio really enjoy working together, so this seems to be another instance of them having fun with their on-air feud. Reports from backstage sources leaked on Thursday indicate that Luther Reigns' release was actually the result of a personal request from the superstar. Reigns felt that it was not being utilised to his maximum potential. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all right, all right, all right.
Maximum. Sorry. Focused. Who? He's asked the company for his release. <laughs> Big Dog wanted to be at main event. There is absolutely no heat on Reigns from management though, with many praising the wrestler for being upfront about his concerns. Uh, Reigns currently plans to devote more focus to his real estate investments in Arizona. Although he did leave on great terms, the likelihood of a return is unknown as Reigns is very interested in his real estate venture. God bless you, Big Dog. Thanks for the memories. And finally, one of the big issues at the SmackDown taping this Tuesday was the fact that announcer Steve Romero called in sick. Uh, workers in the company are very unlikely to call in sick themselves, and considering they take bumps week in, week out, it didn't go down very well. Uh, the fact that Romero is new to the company also went against him. It's expected that some of the boys backstage will give him some abuse when he returns to work. <laughs> Why? Um, it is not expected that you should call in sick if you work for WWE. Vince McMahon has set the example for working hard and expects everyone follow his lead, which isn't really difficult considering he has returned so quickly after two torn quads. So that was a quick delve into the dirt sheets between Backlash and Judgment Day. Coming up next, I just said it there, will be Judgment Day 2005. Also, over on our Patreon will be more Hunter Games and another brand new project that myself and Mike are working on. Hopefully that will be coming very, very, very soon. But as always, thank you for everyone taking your time out to listen to me ramble on about news from 2005. I've been Dave. This has been the RA Era podcast. Until Judgment Day, peace out, people.